Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Sue Hoggins, to Chip and Eric, reading through the Bible. Today, beginning the book of Judges. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is the favorite book of many fundamentalist Christians. Right. Judging and judging. Where are we judging at? Where are we ending at? Oh, I don't know, man. Judges. We're what Judges we 1, 2, and 3 today. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. Looks like right there. Okay. I'll mark that. Yeah. Yeah. We like to mark where we're going to end. Well, yeah. Chip does. I do. Hannah did mine because I can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like to be, you know, accurate. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Well, we're in the book of Judges. There's going to be some fun little stories throughout this book. Yeah. The first story we're going to read is about Caleb's daughter getting off her donkey boom. and getting things done. Boom, Time boom, to get off your donkey boom, boom. and get things done. Boom, boom, chip. Yeah, we used that before. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Get off your donkey, get things done. Was that a post? I don't think Will so. Will it be? I don't think so. Get off your donkey, get things That's our new sermon series. Get off your donkey and talk to your dad it's about your issues. Eric doesn't want to use the word donkey. You know, we've never showed anyone the picture that I drew you last year. Oh, uh, We'll have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. It's in my office still. It is. It's been there a whole year. Oh, right it now. has. <laughs> Get off your tongue. I'm not going to leave that alone. I know. That's okay. good. You shouldn't. The book of Judges. Yes. After the death of Joshua, oh. the Israelites asked the Lord, which tribe should go first to attack the Canaanites? Well, the Lord answered, Judah, for I have given them victory over the land. And the men of Judah said to their relatives from the tribe of Simeon, join with us to fight against the Canaanites living in the territory allotted to us. Then we'll help you conquer your territory. So the men of Simeon went with Judah. When the men of Judah attacked, the Lord gave them victory over the Canaanites and the Perizzites, and they killed 10,000 enemy warriors at the town of Bezek. While at Bezek, they encountered King Adonai Bezek, and they fought against him. And the Canaanites and the Perizzites were defeated. Adonai Bezek escaped, but the Israelites soon captured him and cut off his thumbs and his big toes. We'll be taking those. Hoo-wee. Adonai Bezek said, I once had 70 kings with their thumbs and big toes cut off, eating scraps from under my table. Now, God has paid me back for what I did to them. They took him to Jerusalem, and he died there. Well, the men of Judah attacked Jerusalem and captured it, killing it, all its people, and setting the city on fire. Then they went down to fight the Canaanites living in the hill country, the Negev, and the western foothills. Judah marched against the Canaanites in Hebron, which was formerly, Eric, called Kiriath Arba, Duh. defeating the forces of Shishai, Ahiman, and Talmai. From there, they went to fight against the people living in the town of Debir, which, Eric, it was formerly called Kiriath Sefer. Caleb said, I will give my daughter Aksa in marriage to one who attacks and captures Kiriath Sefer. Othniel, the son of Caleb's younger brother, Kenaz, was the one who conquered it, so Aksa became Othniel's wife. Hmm. When Aksa married Othniel, she urged him to ask her father for a field. As she got down off her donkey, Caleb asked her, What's the matter? She said, Let me have another gift. You have already given me land in the Negev. Now please give me springs of water too. So Caleb gave her the upper and the lower springs. When the tribe of Judah left Jericho, city of Palms, the Kenites, who were descendants of Moses' father-in-law, traveled with them into the wilderness of Judah. They settled among the people there near the town of Arad in the Negev. Then Judah joined with Simeon to fight against the Canaanites living in Zephath, and they completely destroyed the town. So the town was named Hormah. In addition, Judah captured the towns of Gaza, 
Ashkelon, and Ekron, along with their surrounding territories. The Lord was with the people of Judah, and they took possession of the hill country. But they failed to drive out the people living in the plains who had iron chariots. The town of Hebron was given to Caleb as Moses had promised. And Caleb drove out the people living there, who were descendants of the three sons of Anak. The tribe of Benjamin, however, failed to drive out the Jebusites who were living in Jerusalem. So to this day, the Jebusites live in Jerusalem among the people of Benjamin. The descendants of Joseph attacked the town of Bethel, and the Lord was with them. They sent men to scout out Bethel. I bet you don't know what that used to be called. No. It's Luz. Oh, yeah. Thank you. They confronted a man coming out of the town and said to him, show us a way into the town and we will have mercy on you. So he showed them a way in and they killed everyone in the town except that man and his family. Later, the man moved to the land of the Hittites where he built a town. He named it Luz, which is its name to this day. Hmm. The tribe of Manasseh failed to drive out the people living in Beth Shan, Tanak, Dor, Ibliam, Megiddo, and their surrounding settlements, and because the Canaanites were determined to stay in the region. When the Israelites grew stronger, they forced the Canaanites to work as slaves, but they never did drive them completely out of the land. The tribe of Ephraim failed to drive out the Canaanites living in Gezer, so the Canaanites continued to live there among them. The tribe of Zebulun failed to drive out the residents of Kitron and Nahalol, So the Canaanites continued to live among them. But the Canaanites were forced to work as slaves for the people of Zebulun. The tribe of Asher failed to drive out the residents of Akko, Sidon, Alab, Akzib, Helba, Aphek, and Rehob. Instead, the people of Asher moved in among the Canaanites who controlled the land, for they failed to drive them out. Likewise, the tribe of Naphtali failed to drive out the residents of Beth Shemesh and Beth Anath. Instead, they moved in among the Canaanites who controlled the land. Nevertheless, the people of Beth Shemesh and Beth Anath were forced to work as slaves for the people of Naphtali. As for the tribe of Dan, I know you were wondering, the Amorites forced them back into the hill country and would not let them come down into the plains. The Amorites were determined to stay in Mount Heres, Ijalon, and Shalbim, but when the descendants of Joseph became stronger, they forced the Amorites to work as slaves. The boundary of the Amorites ran from Scorpion Pass to Selah and continued upward from there. The angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bochim and said to the Israelites, I brought you out of Egypt into this land I swore to give your ancestors, and I said I would never break my covenant with you. For your part, you were not to make any covenants with the people living in this land. Instead, you were to destroy their altars, but you disobeyed my command. Why did you do this? So now I declare that I will no longer drive out the people living in your land. They will be thorns in your sides, and their gods will be a constant temptation to you. When the angel of the Lord finished speaking to all the Israelites, the people wept loudly. So they called the place Bochim, which means weeping. Yeah, yeah. And they offered sacrifices there to the Lord. Wow, that's an incredible reason. Hey, if we uh, planted a church at, at Scorpion Pass, what a cool name. Scorpion Pass Community Church. Yeah, I mean, that, that would be honestly, incredible. Shit, if, hear me out on this. Okay. That's a great name no matter where we plant a church. <laughs> it's a great name. <laughs> After Joshua. Continue our reading. After Joshua sent the people away, each of the tribes left to take possession of the land allotted to them. And the Israelites served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the leaders who outlived him, those who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. Happy birthday. Mm. They buried him in the land that had been allocated at Timnath Sarah in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. After that generation died, another generation grew up and did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight and served the images of Baal. They abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who had brought them out of Egypt. They went after other gods, worshiping the gods of the people around them. 
and they angered the Lord. They abandoned the Lord to serve Baal in the images of Ashtoreth. This made the Lord burn with anger against Israel. So he handed them over to raiders who stole their possession. He turned them over to their enemies all around, and they were no longer able to resist them. Every time Israel went out to battle, the Lord fought against them, causing them to be defeated, just as he had warned. And the people there were in great distress. Then the Lord raised up judges to rescue Israelites from their attackers. Yet Israel did not listen to the judges, but prostituted themselves by worshiping other gods. How quickly they turned away from the path of their ancestors who walked in obedience to the Lord's commands. Wherever, whenever the Lord raised up a judge over Israel, he was with that judge and rescued the people from their enemies throughout the judge's lifetime. For the Lord took pity on his people who were burdened by oppression and suffering. But when the judge died, the people returned to their corrupt ways, behaving worse than those who had lived before them. They went after other gods, serving and worshiping them. And they refused to give up their evil practices and stubborn ways. So the Lord burned with anger against Israel. He said, because these people have violated my covenant, which I made with their ancestors mm -hmm. and have ignored my commands, I will no longer drive out the nations that Joshua left unconquered when he died. I did this to test Israel to see whether or not they would follow the ways of the Lord as their ancestors did. That is why the Lord left those nations in place. He did not quickly drive them out or allow Joshua to conquer them all. These are the nations that the Lord left in the land to test those Israelites who had not experienced the wars of Canaan. He did this to teach warfare to generations of Israelites who had no experience in battle. These are the nations, the Philistines, which are those living under the five Philistine rulers, mm. all the Canaanites, the Sidonians, and the Hivites living in the mountains of Lebanon from Mount Baal Hermon to Lebo Hamath. These people were left to test the Israelites to see whether they would obey the commands the Lord had given to the ancestors through Moses. So the people of Israel lived among the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, and they intermarried with them. Israel's sons married their daughters, and Israelite daughters were given in marriage to their sons. And the Israelites served their gods. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. Mm -hmm. They forgot about the Lord their God. They served the images of Baal and the Asherah poles. And then the Lord burned with anger against Israel, and he turned them over to King Cushan Rishathaim of Aram Naharaim. And the Israelites served Cushan Rishathaim for eight years. But when the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help, the Lord raised up a rescuer to save them. His name was Othniel, mm -hmm. the son of Caleb's younger brother, Kenaz. The spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he became Israel's judge. He went to war against King Cushan Rishathaim of Aram, and the Lord gave Othniel victory over him. So there was peace in the land for 40 years. Then Othniel, son of Kenaz, died. Once again, the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight, and the Lord gave King Eglon of Moab control over the Israel because of their evil. Eglon enlisted the Ammonites and the Amalekites as allies, and he went out and defeated Israel, taking possession of Jericho, the city of Palms. And the Israelites served Eglon of Moab for 18 years. But when the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help, the Lord raised again up a rescuer to save them. His name was Ehud, son of Gera, a left-handed man of the tribe of Benjamin. The Israelites sent Ehud to deliver their tri tribute money to King Eglon of Moab. So Ehud made a double-edged dagger and was about a foot long, and he strapped it to his right thigh, keeping it hidden under his clothing. He brought the tribute money to Eglon, who was very fat. After delivering the payment, Ehud started home with those who had helped carry the tribute. But when Ehud reached the stone idols near Gilgal, he turned back. He came to Eglon and he said, I have a secret message for you. So the king commanded his servants, be quiet. And he sent them all out of the room. 
Ehud walked over to Eglon, who was sitting alone in a cool upstairs room, like really cool. Oh, super and cool. Ehud said, I have a message from God for you. Oh, I wonder what it is. As King Eglon rose from his seat, mm-hmm. Ehud reached with his left hand. Mm-hmm. He pulled out the dagger, Uh-oh. strapped to his right thigh, and he plunged it into the king's belly. Bye. The dagger went so deep that the handle disappeared beneath the king's fat. So Ehud, Ehud did not pull out the dagger, and the king's bowels emptied. Then Ehud closed and locked the doors of the room and escaped down the latrine. Oh, yeah. After Ehud was gone, the king's servants returned and found the doors to the upstairs room locked. They thought he might be using the latrine in the room. So they waited, and they waited, and they waited. But when the king didn't come out after a long delay, they became so concerned, and they got a key. And when they opened the doors, they found that their master was dead on the floor. While the servant were waiting, Ehud escaped, passing the stone idols on his way to Sirah. And when he arrived in the hill country of Ephraim, Ehud sounded a call to arms. Then he left the band of Israelites down from the hills. Follow me, he said, for the Lord has given you victory over Moab, your enemy. So they followed him, and the Israelites took control of the shallow crossings of the Jordan River across from Moab, preventing anyone from crossing. They attacked the Moabites and killed about... 10,000 of their strongest and most able-bodied warriors. Not one of them escaped. So Moab was conquered by Israel that day, and there was peace in the land for 80 years. After Ehud Shamgar, son of Anath, rescued Israel, he once killed 600 Philistines with an ox goad. Hmm. Yeah, that's the end of our reading. That's the end of our reading. Oh, man. What a story. Hey, hey. I got a message for you. (laughs) <laughs> Put that sword away. Stab. Oh, man. I love that. Hey, I have a message for you. Oh, yeah. what is I... it? Oh, it's a I mean, deep it was fatal wound. Lodged in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah he lost a perfectly good dagger that day. <laughs> I think people overlooked that and the fact that he had to crawl down a toilet. He was like, oh, darn. Yeah. yeah. Just sound crazy. You know, they come and... Tried to open the door. It's locked. Oh, he's... Oh, he's using the bathroom. Hey, go to the bathroom. Need some extra time. Then they realize, nope. Yeah. Something's going on. Oh, he's very dead. Yes. Anyway, so what's this telling us about God? And oh. what's this telling us about us? Jeez. And what do we do with that? Okay. I say this tells us about us that there are room for left-handed people in our world. Yeah. 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 Without this story, just, I wouldn't believe that. Just a little bit of room. Just a tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah. Big yeah. shout out to Mike Miles. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So what's this telling us about God, Chip? <laughs> uh, well, you know, throughout the book of Judges, yeah. I'm going to have many. There, there's a lot. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. but there, it's going to be repeating. I, I, I mean, yeah. it is a repetitious So book. we're going to get them all in. I'm just yeah. going to pick one today. I'll say this. God is ticked off with idolatry and fake gods. Uh-huh. He was ticked off back then. He's ticked off today. Um, still an issue, just looked a lot different. And uh, and so he's ticked off with with idolatry and fake false gods. Totally. Hey, uh, yes, the book of Judges is a big old cycle. And mm. again and again and again, we're going to see it. God is ticked off with false gods. And I will say this, when things are going really well for us, we are quick to embrace those false gods. We are quick to stray when things are going well for us. I mean, look at the church in the United States, right? Like, we have the exact environment we need to spread the gospel. 
Mm-hmm. We have religious liberty, freedom of speech, and a separation of church and state. We could spread the gospel like crazy. Not to mention all the resources we have to get it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the avenue. So many. Yeah. yeah. So much. And yet we worship the idol of comfort and complacency and, mm-hmm. yeah, reputation. And so things are going well. So we worship the idols, and think you know what comes next. You heard the story. So I would say that. So God is ticked off by idol worship is what this tells us about God. When things are going very well, we are very apt to begin to stray from God and to worship idols. And so what do we do with that, I think? I mean, it's very simple. Even in the good times, you have to root yourself Hmm. in God. You have to tie yourself off to God. You have to be there so that you can't stray. Just because things are going well, you know, I'll tell you, I used to be a security officer at a hospital, and there was an inpatient mental health unit, and so many times people would end up in that unit because they would say, well, I was feeling a lot better, so I stopped taking my medications. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, and so what happens is we think things are going pretty darn good. Yeah. And we start to convince ourselves that they're going pretty good regardless of God, mm-hmm. not because of God. Mm-hmm. And so we start to stray and, uh, yeah, causes us to fall into idol worship, whatever kind. Yeah. I, I've heard that so many times. And uh, it's true. It, but, it, you know, for me, you know, when I first hear that, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. When things are going good, good. why will we do something so stupid? Mm-hmm. But I think, so I, the more you think about that, you let your guard down. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, you know, when 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 things are tight and difficult and challenging, like you're, you're more intense. There's more of a hunger. Focus. There's more of a need. Like I remember, you know, uh, just for years, just wrestling through and trusting God and praying for getting rid of our, our, our debt. Mm-hmm. And then when it was finally done with, you know, I remember thinking and praying, like, I lost that intensity for putting God first in my finances. I was doing it. I was doing it. But it, but it, just the intensity of it, you know, the sensitivity to it. When I had the debt, you know, I was more like locked in, more hungry, more longing, asking for help, intensity, focused. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, it's, I've lost that edge. Um, at, t- at times, I find that I've lost that edge with that, and you become complacent. Yeah, and I don't think it's an active thing, right? Like, it fades. Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. Uh, in, in marriages, you know, sometimes your your wife, I don't know, maybe your husband too, but I don't have a husband. You know, my wife will come to me with a concern, and for a while, I will address that concern, and I'll get after it, and I'll actively attack that deficiency that I have as a husband. And over time, and then it gets to a good spot. Where, you know, like, okay, we're kind of past that thing. Sure. And then I'll find myself right back into it because, okay, well, that conversation's over and that, mm. that thing's done. And that's what's happening here with Israel mm. is, oh, good. Things are back to normal. Good. Praise God. Everything's great. Mm. And then they forget. It's not active. It's not like they're like, okay, thanks, God, for the bailout. And now we're done with you. Mm. You know, it just it erodes. Fades. It fades. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So... I, I would say keep that intensity. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep the intensity and um, remain focused and disciplined. You know, it takes a lot of discipline to think, oh, oh, okay, so I, I need to be in church all the time? Like, I need to go every week? Mm-hmm. You know, it takes discipline to do that. Yeah. And I remember when things went wrong for me. I This is a really autobiographical episode, I guess. But I, you know, I walked away from church 
And at first, the first few weeks, it hurt. It was hard not to go to church, but I didn't want to. Like, I was forcing myself not to. After a while, it just was, oh, yeah, no, I'm not just not going to church. Hmm. And then when you finally do go back, you're like, I remember why I need this so bad. You know, and it's just, it fades. It fades if you let it. So don't let it. Yeah. Well, yeah, just to conclude my story about the the, the debt and the intensity yeah, of praying. Yeah. So I, I brought that prayer back. Like, not the debt prayer, because mm-hmm. it do- it's done. But uh, but the the financial piece of that prayer has been now a part of my it's now back a part of my daily, sp- specifically in the morning my my prayer time, when I start the day each morning and brought that back in and w- with different different focuses and areas w- uh, with the finances because I took that out because it was done yeah and then I, and I just processed I'm like man I miss that intensity with that and I'm letting, letting some areas slip a little bit so mm. uh, just brought it back. That's and cool. so maybe it's not finances for you. It's something else. Yeah. And you have a little bit of victory. Just keep that intensity up. Bring it back if yeah. you've dealt with it. And, and you know, and be open to the different facets of that you can pray for and think about. Mm-hmm. So That's very good. Yeah. All right. Cool, guys. Thank you for joining us good today. Stuff. We're very proud of you. And make sure you're sharing this around with lots of people so that they can... Uh, join us on this journey, and yeah, and make sure you're sharing a lot of peeps with people too. Yeah, I mean, this is the this is a time of peeps. Yeah, yeah. So it buy is. a peep and share it. Yeah, yeah. this peeps for you. <laughs> this peeps for you. St. <laughs> Patrick's uh, Day. Oh yeah, absolutely. St. Peep Peep Tricks Day. Yeah, happy birthday to my nephew Max. Wow. Yeah. Happy birthday, Max. Yeah. To you, an avid listener. No. Okay. He should be. Maybe he'll start today because it's his birthday. When he blows out his candle, he's going to say, he's going to be like, I wish for the the best yeah. podcast I could ever hear in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And well, then we're going to start playing. Yeah. And his life will change forever. Yeah. It'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Okay. Hey, let's get going. Thank you guys for joining us. Good job. Share this with friends and family. Encourage people to start and binge it. If they haven't started yet, they can yeah, do that. We know people that are up. doing that. Yep. Yeah, people can do it. Gene can do it. You can do it. <laughs> or they can do it. <laughs> it's so true. Ask her about that story. Yeah. Wow, I don't think she'll do that again. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever do that, what she did. No, I definitely Talking about could not. binging the Bible. Yeah, I could She's not. dedicated. So shout out to Gene. She's amazing. Good job. Way to go. And um, Happy birthday. All right, bye. And have a peep. <laughs>